You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Subscribe to the Astros Podcast. Joined by Justin Verlander getting the ball on opening day. Steve Sparks here, and I'm with Lance McCullers. Tons of interviews. Robert Ford joined by Michael Brantley. Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa returning to the lineup today. Highlights. That is line in the right field, and that's going to get down for a base hit. High deep, and it's gone. A grand slam. Follow your favorite team. Subscribe to the Astros podcast. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Maid Park. For the H. They never said it would be easy. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Astropod. Hope this takes your mind off the world's more pressing issues, of course. Uh, I'm Steve Sparks, one of the Astros radio broadcasters, and I'll be joined uh, as my co-host, Todd Callis. Todd, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good, Sparky. Hanging in there. Yeah, we got a special guest, and, and we're excited. We, we got to get him in and out because he's got to get his workout in today. But it's Josh. But Josh, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Good deal. How's your family doing? Is everybody okay right now? Everybody's good. We uh, we don't really leave our 50-acre property. We hang out here and play with the boys inside. Take them outside every now and then, and we ride around on our little side by side. And we just we don't really do a whole lot, but hang out here. You're talking about a 50-acre property. I've got one question for you, Josh. Do you own a tiger? I do not own a tiger, no. <laughs> i got five dogs to take care of. That's plenty. <laughs> well, you could almost do your own reality show. It must be pretty cool. I guess the silver lining is uh, you and Jet getting to spend so much time with Mav and Ryder and do your thing when you normally would be traveling around the country at this time. Absolutely. Yeah. If there's, you know, if there's one positive in, in any of all this craziness going on is I get, do, I do get to spend more time with my boys and with her as well. Um, and today we're so, you know, they're six months old today. So that would, that's oh, nice wow. to be a part of. And then the only bummer part of that is we were supposed to take them to Disney while we were in LA. So we're kind of missing out on that, but ah. you know, then that it's, it's great. It's great to be here with them and be able to have this time with them. Hey, what are the kids doing right now at six months? And I know you have twins that are they doing things at the same pace right now? Uh, no, not really. Um, we're, we're working on Ryder right now. He's always been our advanced one. He rolls over left and right, right, left, belly to back, back to belly. Like it's his job on uh, Ryder or Maverick Mavericks. Maverick's still working on, on getting it down to a, to a hundred percent, but he'll roll over every now and then, but they're, uh, both starting to sit up on their own for probably 15 to 20 seconds at a time. They start swim lessons, I think in two weeks. So that'll be fun to, uh, watch them get thrown in a pool and, scream their head off that's always a fun time but uh yeah they're 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 doing all kinds of things they're growing way too fast and i I put a post out there on instagram today saying that if it goes by this fast till they're 18 i'm going to be an old man really soon (laughs) i know you've been one of the best guys in terms of keeping in touch with fans and staying active on social media i think you even said you might be trying some new things is tiktok in your near future have you and jet figured that out yet I actually just uh, downloaded and created that account three days ago, two or three days ago. So I'm waiting on verification to get my little blue check mark to be cool. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of learning the concept of it and everything, the ins and outs of it. So we, we, I made a first post about it with the boys the other day. They have these little <clears throat> weights, little dumbbell weights that have uh, their shaker weights. And I had both of them 
put one in their hand and I put I had the tiger in the background and posted that. So that was my first post, but I'm learning. I, I will get a little bit more creative as time goes on. I'm sure. Well, I think your kid's big brother, Miles Straw could maybe help you out with that a little bit. Uh, Miles is down in Florida doing his own thing. So I, I usually just keep him to the text messages and the Snapchats. He's, he's, he's down there on, on his own little page. Just, that's, the, that's that age difference working for you right there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being active on social, I remember seeing a post when you asked the the audience whether or not you should be allowed to stream video games. I assume you got a high majority of yes votes. I saw that. Has that happened? No, obviously the the, uh, social media world wants to see that, but uh, the boss has has put his foot down (laughs) several times on saying no to that because uh, when the boys do go to sleep at 8 o'clock at night, that's our time to – Catch, catch up to me and our husband and wife down. We haven't had much time since they've been born to have to ourselves. So I do still play video games a little bit, but just not, just not for live stream. Maybe in the near future. I'm, I'm trying. I'm still trying to push that honor to uh, let it happen. But I, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> hey, Josh, who who is your favorite player growing up? I would assume you know your age bracket. Was it Ken Griffey Jr. being left-handed? Hundred uh, percent. Was it? 100%. Ken Griffey Jr. Played the game the right way. He was the best. He's, I still think to the day he's been, he's the best player to have ever stepped foot on a baseball field. If he didn't get hurt, he'd be the only guy that eclipsed 800 home runs at this point. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's just been a guy who I've always idolized. And he's just, you know, that guy has the purest swing I've ever seen yeah. to be, to be, to be put into a baseball uniform. So yeah, he's definitely been my number one. How much have you been staying in touch with the guys? I guess, you know, everyone must just be just chomping at the bit this time of year. Uh, Springer and I stay in contact a good bit. Um, we've hung out a few times. We went golfing um, probably about two weeks ago before all this stay-at-home stuff got put into effect. Uh, he came over to my house, and we went fishing in my pond for about three or four hours. So that was pretty fun. But he, and I, he and I stay in pretty good contact, but he, me, him, and Mike – have a uh, group text message that I don't think we go by a day without talking trash to one another. <laughs> um, like I said, Miles and I have a good contact and, you know, Lance, Lance has been really good about staying in contact with all of us during these, this crazy time about what's going to happen this year and what's not going to happen this year. So between those, those three, I think we have a pretty good line of communication. And Lance is just chomping at the bit to be part of the guys again, part of the team. Cause when you're hurt, you, you don't even feel like you're part of it. Do you? Oh man, I can't imagine what he's going through to be able to work yeah. his butt off to get back to where he needed to be and to have this kind of get thrown around and not be able to go out there and, and compete as hard as he was because we've seen him and how hard he he loves to go out there and, and, and put his butt on the line and compete for everybody. So I know it's it's got to be a, a tough feeling for him to, um, to to swallow right now. One thing fans love about you, Josh, is you're so open, you're so honest. You kind of peel back the curtain a little bit to what it's like in an athlete's life. What's it like fishing with Springer? What's that day like, and what are you guys pulling out of your lake? Uh, well, I hate to say it, but I have yet to pull out a fish out of my own pond, so that's that's not very comfortable. But the first cast he threw in my pond, he pulled out probably a three-pound bass, and that was the only fish he caught that day. And I think his brother, it was his brother-in-law that was with us, I think maybe an hour and a half later, pulled out a catfish, but... I've got plenty of them in there. I go there every day around three o'clock and I feed them. I put a little, little fish pellets in there in the cat. I've got about 60 catfish that come up like piranhas. So, and I have, I think we watch three or four bass all day, just swim left and right, right in front of us, not even look at our lure. So, uh, <laughs> I got, I got to get more fish in there. I talked to, to Jed about stocking it up. So I'm trying, I'm trying to get uh, some companies to come out here and put a, about 200 more fish in there. That way I have a little bit more abundance of, of fish to, uh, eyeball my lure. 
but it's there, uh, it's fun. You know, it's it's just like sitting in the locker room with Springer, just picking on each other and talking crap to each other all day. Is there a group of you guys that go fishing in Florida during spring training? Uh, I know George and Mike do. I didn't have a whole lot of time with my boys. You know, when I come home, I'm usually getting oh, yeah. one or two babies thrown in my face when I walk through the front door. So. <laughs> Um, my, my down, my, my downtime to have some, a, a lot more fun is a little bit cut out with, with these boys, but once they get older, I'm sure I'll be back out there, but I do know that they go out there. I know miles probably had a few out there. I know Peacock is from West Palm. So I know he takes a bunch of guys out on his big boat and we hung, we hung out with him and, and his, and Steph over at their house a couple of times to, uh, enjoy their nice pool. They have a nice little pool. So we take the boys over there and kind of hang out with all four of our kids and just kind of hang out and, you know spend some time together i know for every guy it's got to be different because i got to think access to either hitting cages or workout uh gyms are so different depending on each player what have you or have you been able to do anything to stay ready if and when this thing finally shakes out yeah uh, fortunately with the, the house jet and i bought last september we're out here actually in, in crosby now to um has a little personal home gym in it doesn't have anything crazy, you know, like a, 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 a legit gym, but it does have the dumbbells and the cable sets and it has a nice row machine and a treadmill. So I can get a little bit done in there. Um, I have a pool that I can go in there and I have these, the pool weights you can, you can bring in the pool with you. So I get some pool workouts in there every now and then. Um, and then I bought a little, just a little pop-up net and a tee just to kind of keep, keep the swing where I need to. And, you know, the one thing I'm sure a lot of people haven't done is kind of, you know, slow down. I know a lot of guys are still probably working out every day and, and hitting every day. But, you know, for me, it's it's downtime that we don't really get a whole lot. So I'm trying to just mm-hmm. keep it at a moderate level. I'm not trying to go out there every day and, and work out as hard as I can and hit every day. I mean, I'm probably doing it two or three times a week and, you know, enjoying the downtime while I can because this, once we do get going, it's going to get ramped up pretty quick. Uh, the shortened season, I'm sure, is going to happen a little bit to uh, – a little bit different of a grind because they're talking about all these double headers a week. So, I mean, just the, the rest time I feel right now is, is just as big as staying ready as well. Hey, Josh, one of the best stories, and I've talked to you about this before, but one of the best stories I've read in the last 10 years was the story about your, your dad when uh, your dad, Kenny, was just before he was 25 years old, had an accident on his work site. Uh, do you mind telling that story? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I'll give you kind of the shortened version. He tells it okay. way better than I do. But um, I think I was 11 months old uh, on a Saturday. He was working overtime to, uh, you know, my, I think my brother was two. I was almost one. Going to work with some overtime in the morning. He's working, you know, he's a power company guy. So he was the bucket man, went up on the power lines, worked on the power poles, all that kind of stuff. So um, went into work that morning and um, power was turned off. Went to lunch, came back, supervisor had turned the power back on and didn't notify anybody. So when my dad touched, I think it was a little over 7,000 volts ran through his body, mm-hmm. ran up his right arm, shot through his heart and exploded halfway down his left arm. And now he has a nub from that. Um, lost two fingers on his right hand. And they actually, there's a big scar on his back. They took a big muscle out to put in his right forearm to help move what fingers he does have there. Um, I think he said he was claimed dead three times, brought back, obviously every time, saw the white light twice, had the out-of-body experience twice, um, and yet he's still here today. I think, I see, I'm 33. I think he is now 50, that'll put him at 53, 54. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, he's a, 
he's up there, but he, we know we're happy to have him every day. And you look back, and he's the one who taught me everything I know pretty much about hitting and about the game of baseball. And his his favorite line in the, I think on the planet is, God don't make junk. And uh, you, you got to take advantage of it. So we're very happy to have him here today. And I know I can call him anytime I need to when I'm struggling or if I'm having a bad night, he'll call me after the game and tell me to get my head out of my rear end to <laughs> keep my front hip locked and, and, and everything to where I need to be ready. So uh, very lucky to have him. And, and the way he tells it, it's way better because he talks about being out of the body experience and yeah. floating above his body in the operating room and looking at it. And just it's, he says it's a crazy feeling, but it's the most relaxing and peaceful moment you'll ever have in, in your life or afterlife. Mm. I know for your family, uh, probably the hardest thing is the social distancing, not being able to hang out with the twins, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, so it's already hard enough on them because we do live here in Texas. And then they, you know, with, with this being able to not even leave leave their house where they're at in Georgia, it's got to be tough on them, I know, because my brother has two of his own kids. And I think they live maybe three miles away from them. And they can't even go see them. So I know it's probably hurting them to be able to not come out here or us, you know, for this free time. It would be nice to be able to go see them, but heck, we can't even leave you to go see them. The, the WWE was one of the last uh, kind of bastions of live events still going on. We know how big of a fan uh, you are of those events. I know everybody's been checking out their favorite Netflix shows, but has that at least given you something of, of interest to look forward to with, with some of their shows lately? Yeah, you know, it's kind of weird because it, it's it's – it's awkward watching them. One, they're in their performance center, which is in Tampa, um, and there's no fans in the arena. So that's another awkward moment to be able to watch them on live TV and just see, you know, three people in the ring at a time with two performers and a, and a referee. So definitely different, especially because, you know, you, you, you watch – I watch half of it just to see the intros and the, the, the crowd reactions they get. And, you know, and for me, uh, everybody, everybody knows I get pumped up for the entrance music. So – it's pretty pretty weird to see him come out and not get one cheer, and you know the, the wrestlers still have to stay in character and kind of interact like they are still fans in the crowd, and they do their promos on the microphone, and it's it's just them looking in the camera. There's no crowd response, so it is kind of different. But it is it is nice to be able to still keep up with them and have their storylines still be in line. Um, the one downfall I think is WrestleMania is coming up. I think is it this week? This weekend maybe. Um, and I've read where a few superstars aren't even going to be able to make it, which is frustrating because mm-hmm. Roman Roman Reigns is probably the biggest name in the industry right now, and he just backed out of the the main card to, to fight um, God, who's he fighting? Bill Goldberg. For those who don't follow along, Goldberg's one of the champion right now in one of the brands, so he was going to fight him, and that was pretty cool because they're both signature moves: the spear. And it would it have just been fun to watch. And so now Roman's not going to be in it. It's going to be different just to see what kind of a replacement performer they put in there. But it, it, it does leave a little bit more excitement when you can still watch them and follow them along. And those wrestlers aren't going to go because of the the pandemic? The tra- the, yep, the travel. They don't want to yep. travel and, and have right. that kind of situation, especially if they don't, you know, live in Florida and that's they. And, you know, sure. some I know a lot of them don't. For some people that don't know, wrestlers don't get paid a whole lot of money unless you're like the big name guys. I think maybe three or four guys get all the big money and the rest of everybody else is, is grinding out and, you know, they're driving themselves to the next city in a, you know, compact rental car. And they're probably one of those, I think they probably have about three million followers and on Twitter and they're popular in the industry. But if you look at their salaries, you'd be surprised at how much money they don't make in that, in that company. Hey, Josh, last question from me. Um, what's the coolest piece of memorabilia that along the way whether it be from wrestling or baseball oh man um probably i got king griffey jr autographed one of my baseball bats 
Oh, cool. Years ago, years ago. So that's that's probably one up there. Um, I got obviously I have a lot of wrestling belts, um, but you know I, I've purchased those. I have the legendary Herschel Walker autograph on one of my Georgia Bulldog helmets. Nice. So that's 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 another nice little collectible piece. Did you get that signed personally? Yes, I did. He actually um, he came he came to Savannah, I think in 2013, and spoke to a um, our hunter. We have an Air Force base there called Hunter Army Airfield, and he came and spoke to a bunch of people there. And my dad knew one of the guys who was a higher up lieutenant there, and invited us out because he knew how big fans we were. And we got to line up and meet him and talk to him. And he broke my heart that day because for people who don't know Herschel Walker's background story, he didn't even want to play football. He wanted to uh, actually be a South Carolina Gamecock. And the only reason he went to Georgia was because of a coin flip. No way. Oh, yeah. He said, if I, if I, if heads for Georgia, tails for Carolina. And on the coin flip, he, he got heads and went to Georgia because of a damn coin flip. Wow. <laughs> and he kept his word. And he kept his word. And he's probably one of, and he's probably the best running back in football history. Wow. That's awesome. Well, Josh, we can't thank you enough for, for joining us. I know the uh, Astros fans and, and baseball fans in general love hearing from you. Uh, you're my favorite interview on the team, and you always tell it like it is. So uh, thanks for, for uh, spending a little time with us today. Of course. Anytime you guys need me, y'all give me a shout. Appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, no problem, brother. Well, that's it from here. Uh, another episode of Astropod. And, and Todd, I don't know about you, and I, and I just told Josh – Kind of just to be sucking up, but he really is. He really is one of my favorite interviews and one of my favorite personalities on this team. What about you? Oh, no doubt. And Josh is awesome. He's, he is, like you said, he's totally transparent. He says what he feels. Uh, he's not afraid to own things. Um, the only thing I had a problem with is you've told our last five guests that they're your favorite interview. I did? Because I was going to tell you that <laughs> at, at the very end. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay low this time. <laughs> No, that was great. We always enjoy catching. That's up the only Josh way we can get uh, guys to come on is to lie to him. You no, know, he is one of the best. I didn't know him as well, obviously, when he was with Oakland, and now I'm getting to know him with Houston. He is a great personality yeah. for sure. Uh, Jim Crane, the Astros, Astros Foundation. Todd uh, got news yesterday. They're doing a lot of great things again. Yes, uh, Astros Foundation, in partnership with Crane Worldwide, they are going to be uh, providing funding, logistics, transportation support. Uh, to serve those who are impacted by this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, it's great. He's sending stuff all across the, the Texas Medical Center. The Astros Foundation is also donating $400,000 to support hospitals within the Texas Medical Center. I, I think sometimes, you know, all the things Jim does sometimes is behind the scenes. Like I know uh, how much he helped Carlos Beltran when uh, Puerto Rico was dealing with the hurricane right. and yeah, uh, this, this is another one. I mean, he's uh, the first shipment is 100 test swabs to a lot of hospitals. And then over the next course of a week and a half, uh, PPE, mask, forehead thermometers, more test swabs. Other items are going to be delivered uh, through uh, Crane Worldwide and, and the Crane um, shipping industry. So hats off to Jim for doing the right thing. Yeah. I know how important uh, it is for everybody to pitch in at these times. And Jim, it makes us it. makes us proud uh, to be part of this organization. No doubt. No doubt. Well done. All right. Last thing, Todd, I, I wanted to mention was one of our um, cohorts. Uh, Ed Farmer passed away last night. Uh, he's been the play-by-play -play man with the Chicago White Sox for about 30 years now and had a long major league career, but he was one of our favorites, wasn't he? 
He was one of the best. Talk about a character. Um, yeah. yeah, he 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 always had a story. He had more connections in the golf world than I think any broadcaster in the history. Of that the was the thing league. that they all seemed fake. You know, he would talk about playing <laughs> golf with George Bush. I mean, just whatever. They sounded so far fetched. And when you talk to his his partner Darren Jackson, he could verify everything was true, and you just couldn't imagine it was. Right. Yeah. I mean, Farmio, as we called him, um, mm-hmm. he was a beaut, man. I, I didn't know him well when he played, but I know he was on a Phillies team when my dad was working with the Phillies. So I'm sure uh, they crossed paths more than a few times. But yeah, getting to know him as a broadcaster. But you're right. Some of those connections and some of those names he would drop, uh, he would drop. You're like, no way. And sure it enough, couldn't Farmy. be true. So yeah. one of one of my lasting impressions, and I'll have to go through my old scorebooks just to just to verify. And our engineer Matt Bolts and Robert Fork can certainly verify. But he was eating a bowl of potato chips one day before the game, before our pregame shows had begun. And if you don't know, uh, our broadcast booths at Minute Maid Park are, are right next to the 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 visitors, and mine was right next to Ed Farmer's and we could open this sliding glass door. It's almost like a, a fast food drive-in window. You can open it up and have a, a conversation before the game or in between innings or whatever you need to, needed to do. But Ed one day was eating a bowl of potato chips as I was still trying to finish out my scorebook. I looked at my scorebook and it was peppered with potato chip crumbs <laughs> that was coming out of his mouth because he got so animated when he spoke. But uh, we got a great laugh out of it. We talked about it from time to time. But uh, somebody that uh, I'm going to sorely miss. We all are. Yeah. And, well, at least he had a snack for the rest of the game. But yes, he <laughs> he, he is uh, he was truly unique, kind of like a character you would see on a TV show because he was right. so such an individual, unique personality. But uh, he will truly be missed. You're right. Yeah. All right. Thanks to Matt Boltz, uh, our producer engineer. Uh, Todd, thank you, uh, as always, for co-hosting. Uh, alongside i hope you're doing well Uh, continue to stay safe and same thing for everybody else out there hope you're doing okay and uh focus on the positive and and do your part i'm steve sparks and we're going to wrap it off uh, from astropod once again see you later houston we know these are uncertain and unprecedented times but we will get through this we will get through this together together it is important that we all take the necessary steps to ensure safety of our loved ones and our community you're the best fans in baseball the best and we love you we love you baseball will be back and we cannot wait to see you stay safe houston for the h it's for the h It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.